Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Doable Discipleship. Today is actually a pretty fun one. We're doing a special uh, with a few guys from the college ministry. Um, as we say, we're the show that helps you grow or a show designed to deepen your faith in God. So we're really excited. Uh, this is going to be all about the families today uh, to help with how do we process some things with uh, college age students, that stage of life, they're autonomous, but also they're still kind of dependent on, on mom, on dad, different areas. So we're going to jump in to all of that. Today, I'm joined by Colton Harker and Mike Brooke. Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I've been in ministry for about 15 years, been working with college students for the last eight. Um, love this stage of life. It is so much fun to see them make decisions for their faith, to see them grow, to see, to see them decide to do stuff for themselves, that they want to make steps for themselves. So I'm excited to talk about college students today. Awesome. Awesome. Go for it, Colton. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of bummed that I'm going after him. My numbers aren't as impressive. Uh, I've been working with students for nine years and with college students for the last six, but it's, it's just so much fun. I love this stage of life that they're in and the questions that they're asking themselves, like, who did God create me to be? Like, what's, what, what on earth am I here for? As Rick Warren might say. Literally, literally. And I feel like that's it. I'm thinking back to my own college days and the confusion I felt coming out of college, right? You, you in school, like you have a major or maybe you're getting into work for the first time, really in the workforce. And you're like, okay, what, what am I actually going to do? And mm -hmm. the past four years I spent studying whatever, is that really what I want to do? Or did I just do it because I needed to study something in school? Yeah. Or you might be in a field and you're like, is this really the field I want to be in? Is this really the job I want to have? Lots of questions. So much, I think, um, yeah, I would call it confusion swirling around of what's, what's next for me? What's the next stage for me? Should I be getting married? Should I be even be looking for a relationship like that? What, what am I doing? So it's definitely a, uh, I'd say an odd time. Like you feel like you have yeah. to have all of it figured out. Yeah. Cause so much. And with what you're saying, there's so much of this stuff of what if I make the wrong decision? Like totally. what, if, what if I, if, do I pick the wrong school? Does that mess up my whole life? What if I pick the wrong major? Does that mess things up for me? And there's that they, they attach so much like finality, if that's the right word for it to something and think that if this one decision goes wrong, it messes up my whole life. It's just such a stressful time for them. Yeah, it is. a. It really is an in-between stage. I, I've done junior high, high school and college ministry, and this feels more like junior high ministry than high school ministry because Interesting. when you're, when you're in college, um, it's kind of that in-between you're an adult, but you're not really an adult. You are considered an adult, but you don't have your career. You don't have like, a, you're, you're not married. You don't have kids. You don't have your own home. Um, and in junior high, you're a teenager, but you don't have really the perks of being a teenager. You can't drive. A lot of times you can't yeah. date. You can't do the thing. So it really is this fun in-between stage where you see people taking ownership over who they are and who they want to be and what they want to be known for. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking from the parent perspective, how how does a parent balance that phase, right? Because it looks, I think it looks a little bit different. It's similar, but it looks a little bit different from generation to generation, just workforce, just the context that we grow up in is different. So how does a parent balance the autonomy? Like my child is growing up. My child is a young adult, um, but also, hey, my child still needs me. Um, so there's like autonomy, but there's also active care. Like wh where is that line for parents? 
Yeah, I think it is so tough uh, for many parents having a friendship with a fellow adult, but still wanting them to honor you as a parent. And I think it's amazing to me because students will either be really eager for a parent's advice or have to figure out that they don't know everything and that mm. they eventually need your advice. And I believe the healthy thing is to help your student figure out that they don't know everything. And when they do turn to you for advice, to not meet them with a, I told you so, or I knew you'd need me, but to kind of meet them as you would another adult with love and respect. And I think what I've seen parents do really well with college age students is what I call push, but don't shove. They push them to make steps, to get out of their comfort zone, to find and follow their calling in life, but they don't shove them into it. They're not trying to force them into it because if you do that, many college students will begin to resist. And so I think uh, for parents trying to remember where they were at in that stage of life, how confusing it could be, the pressure that you feel to be have everything all figured out, your career, your marriage status, your home life, your kids, all by the age of 25 to 30, and all of a sudden this pressure builds up. And so when a parent's able to come alongside and help them navigate some of those as more of a consultant than, than anything, it's usually met by with, from students with a lot of like acceptance and anticipation. They love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is from parents that I talked to, this is seems like the number one struggle with this transition is, I mean, for 18 years, right? You've had this relationship with your child and it, it changes and morphs as they get older and as they understand different kinds of things. But all of a sudden they're this adult and some of them are moving out and going off to school across the country. Some of them are staying more local or maybe staying inside your house and figuring out that new relationship is so crazy. I think one of the uh, things that I, I think it's, it's maybe especially harder and this is an assumption um, for some of the parents who have students that stay living inside of their house versus heading out, um, that it can be harder to transition that step into adulthood or seeing their students as an adult. Um, I would say that your relationship might find some more success the more you try to change your viewpoint of them from this kid that you have that used to need so much more help when they had a schedule messed up at school and you were able to be a hero and call the high school and help get the right teacher schedule around mm, stuff yeah. like that. And as this adult now, where you're help, you get to help them solve their own problems in some new ways. We start to see some of these, when we look at generations, you're talking about things change generation to generation. So one of the things we're seeing with uh, the Gen Zers right now, which are this current crop of college students, is that we see kind of an extended adolescence. So we're, we're finding that a lot of our 21 year olds maybe have more of an emotional maturity of a 17 year old or 16 year old. So the more things that we can be doing to help take some active steps into pushing them to have some more, um, some more autonomy themselves of, Oh, when stuff like this happens, we'll go back to the, the schedule thing. Right. So you're at Saddleback, you signed up for the wrong class. Uh, they, their student might be like, Hey, I need so much help with this stuff. And you're like, okay, well, what if you write this email and I will help, you know, I'll help look it over a little bit. And so the more we can help set up our young adults to be young adults, um, the easier it is to, to help get over this, um, this Gen Z, uh, extended adolescence. 
And that's really interesting, the extended adolescence. Why do you, why do you think that is? Because I can see that probably can cause a lot of tension or frustration between a parent and child of like, you know, when I was 21, I was here, um, but your child might not be there. So what are the reasons for that? Are there any reasons for that? Or is it just this is the way the current generation is in their specific context? I think um, part of the reason that there's extended adolescence is that there is instant gratification that they get from social media, from other things. They're used to getting things the way that they want um, immediately. And I think even with with parenting, uh, oftentimes parents have done a great job of trying to care for and love and provide and to make up for maybe some of the things that they didn't get as a kid where their parent can now step in and take care of. And so these, you got college students that are so used to a parent stepping in, having a conversation, talking to the teacher, dealing with um, their schedule that all of a sudden when you get into um, trying to do that for yourself, it becomes kind of a culture shock. And so I think, uh, Oftentimes, it's the best thing a parent can do is know that your student's going to fail at a couple things and try to help them fail forward. Um, Try to help them not fail and make a mistake that's going to draw them back, but kind of nudge them in the right direction, Um, whether it's trying to fill out FAFSA for themselves, which is if you haven't done that as a parent, it's a nightmare, or your student gets in an accident and having them deal with the insurance company and coaching them through how they they need to do that. I think the best thing is that a parent can do is nudge your student to do those things, but coach them a little bit through it um, and try to break that mold a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think back to some of the really important parts of my college experience myself, and it's when my parents like really let me fail. And at one point I didn't do as well uh, with grades as I promised to, and they pulled funding for my housing and all this kind of stuff. And it just seemed like the end of the world at that moment. And my parents don't get it and all these different kinds of things. And there's a couple of those little road markers, right? Where I just felt like my Mm -hmm. parents weren't on my side and all these different things. But now I can point back to that. And I was like, gosh, I learned so much discipline through that. Like, oh yeah, there are some like huge, there are some stakes to my decisions. And I think that as a parent, that just such a, it can be so tough to make a decision where you feel like your kid is actively turning against you, or they're so upset at you. You feel like maybe I am ruining this thing for them. But I think maybe as we more reflect upon the, our own experiences, maybe with our parents or our own experiences as a 18, 21, 22 year old student, gosh, those are some of the things that really helped shape us into having the kind of discipline and the character that we have. Yeah, that's really good. You know, one thing that I can remember coming back from college. So this might, I may have like just graduated college. I moved back in at home, was trying to figure out what, what I'm going to do, what's, what's happening next. And I remember seeing my parents and specifically my dad and thinking it's something shifted for me thinking like, oh my gosh, they're just regular people. <laughs> like they're just figuring it out. Like, well, like everybody else, you know, I think um, something clicked over where it turned from my parents know everything. They have the answer to everything. They know what to do in all situations. And then realizing actually, no, they don't. They just, they're yeah. just normal. Um, my mom's just a normal lady. My dad's just a normal guy. Um, but I, I remember thinking it, it jolted me a little bit of like, 
what does that mean for me? <laughs> what, yeah. what, is, what does that mean for me now? But I remember thinking like, this is actually looking back on it now, I can say like, that was a, that was a blessing to like have that, to start to transition my relationship with my parents and to see them in a different light. And I think for them to see yeah. me in a different light as well. Are there any other, would you say like unique blessings of this stage of life for parents or even for students in this stage of life, seeing their parents? <laughs> I think you you kind of hit on it. Um, one of the great things that college students love is that authenticity, um, to know that you don't have to have it all together, and they value the honesty of showing you don't have it all together. And I think with parents, when you're able to show, hey, sometimes, and I'm, I'm a parent of two young daughters, and I know that feeling of like, I'm just winging it a little bit. And <laughs> every other parent, you look around, you go, gosh, every other parent has it all together, and, and I'm winging it. Uh, but it's okay for a student to know, hey, we're we're making, we're kind of building the plane as we fly. Like we're figuring this out together. We're in this together. I think that awesome, that authenticity that they value is so great for a parent to be able to relax and go, Hey, I can, I can share that we're, we're in this, we're trying to figure it out. And I think, uh, helping them figure out who they are is one of the most powerful things a parent can do. Yeah. The family takes on such a, a different meaning or a a deeper meaning to college students. I think sometimes I hear from parents that they're they're feeling like their student doesn't want anything to do with family anymore. They just want to go and be with their friends and do their whole thing over there. Or maybe their student moved far away and they feel really disconnected from their student. But I want to encourage if any parents are listening, like your student cares so deeply about your family, whether every like every week, I just had small group last week and almost every kid talked about their family in some way or another, the relationship, with their mom or great relationship they had with their dad relationships just become more profound as they can start to understand things like right their brain developmentally moves from something that's so concrete to being able to think more abstractly and able to see the gray they're no longer black and white like they were in their younger high school days and so now that they can start to see gray they can understand more of the nuances of their relationship with you and the decisions that you're making and from that just grow this deeper sense of maybe more belonging connection with you just to be able to they still are learning from you all the time and just crave 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 a healthy relationship with you and i think that that's one of the fun parts is being able to start to share maybe some different sides of you and maybe feel like your student understands you in a new way yeah that's good i, I think um during that stage you start to realize things aren't as black and white as you said and the world's a little bit harder than you thought and you start to develop yeah. a different level of respect for your parents yeah. um because yeah. you know what they have gone through and not only what they've gone through, but they've are parenting through as well. This is just more of a curiosity. What are there, is there any like low hanging fruit, like mom, dad, you can do this right now. This would be in, incredibly important for your relationship with your child right now. That's easy. Maybe not easy, but this is accessible to you. You don't have to write a book. These are some simple things that you could do just out of curiosity what could those things be or what are those things? I think one of the, the, the easiest thing, and it's also the most difficult is to go, Hey, I'm going to make sure that I'm talking with my student regularly. Um, I think Colton touched on, they seem 
they might seem like they don't want that relationship. They do. They desperately crave a great relationship with their parents. And I think stepping in as often as you can, letting them know, hey, I'm on your team. I'm on your side. I love you. I, I deeply care for you. I deeply want you to succeed and to grow up to be an amazing young man or an amazing young woman. And to even ask the simple questions of like, how could I best come alongside you in this season? I think are some of the easy, like the simplest steps that parents could take. But it seems like it seems difficult to, because they don't always, the kid doesn't always seem like they want that conversation. But I think opening the door for talking anytime is like a big win for parents. Um, yeah. I would say our, so our next gen pastor, Kurt Johnston, um, has this parenting philosophy where he says like anytime he has adult kids. So they're 24 and 22, but throughout their college experience and stuff like that, he shared the same thing, which is if my kids ever ask me to do anything, I do my best to, to drop something and hang out ultimately. Right. There's going to be times you have to say no, but when your 20 year old daughter asks if you want Del Taco or something like that, they're like, Oh, can I just drive with you? Instead of like you bringing it with me, like what are those yeah. everyday casual opportunities for you to be able to spend time with them? Or if they ask you to go to a movie and you feel a little bit tired and it's just like, gosh, you've had a long day at work. That time, that two hour, three hour moment could just mean so much for that future of your relationship with your kid. Um, so just letting your kid know that you are a little bit more available. And I just think it's one of those things. I'm not sure if you've ever had gone to a party and you're like, oh, I really don't want to go to this party. Right. Like <laughs> I I'm tired. I'm X, Y, Z. And mm. then you go to the party, and you're driving back. and You're like, gosh, I'm so glad I went to that party. And yeah. I think it just as a parent, it would be such a bummer if you didn't get to have that moment where you're like, I am glad I went to that party. Yeah, that's so good. That's, that's really good. You guys, um, shifting gears a little bit, if you could stand on the mountain and yell this to all college aid students, 18, 19, 20, 21, even like 22, what would you say? What's like one thing speaking now, or even from your experience, like you guys, you, you got to know this, this is one thing you have to know. What would that be? When I think of like the one thing I'd want college students to know is that they're not alone. I think so much of college feels like you've got to have your thing, your stuff figured out. And I think that if you were, if college students were to talk to each other, they would find most of them feel lonely and are starved and hungry for real community. Mm -hmm. um, many students, if you ask them, like, do you, do you feel deeply known by anybody? Uh, many students, it's something like in recent studies, 68% said they feel like no one deeply knows who they are. Goodness. And many of them are starved for that. And I think that if I was to yell anything to students, it, is, it would be, man, I think in college, more than any other time, small group is so important where you're able to just unpack your life, talk about real life issues, um, and, and just have people speak into that and to know you're not alone. You're not by yourself, uh, is so valuable. So valuable. That's good. Uh, um, me, I mean, if we're not like counting, like sharing the gospel from the mountain, uh, you know, cause yeah. I was like such a good pastor and <laughs> I have to say that. Um, the pastor, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say just letting them know, <laughs> you're going to be all right. Like it's going to be okay. 
this, we talked about a little bit earlier in this podcast of the pressure that college students are experiencing. Um, a part of, because a little bit of what Mike said, they're not really sharing with each other as much of what's going on in their world. So they think that life is coming so much easier for everyone else around them. But for them, they're the ones that can't figure out what they want to do with their life. They're the ones that are having a hard time finding friends. They're the ones having a hard time finding their new place in life post high school. And they're not realizing like, Hey, maybe this is the thing. Like everyone else is feeling the same thing. Like, uh, gosh. And I, I just wish that the college students, at least, and I have so many faces going through my head, right. As we're saying these things of, I just wish these people knew, like you do get to change your mind about your major and you don't need to know what, what career you're going to have right now. And you don't need to get married right at, right at this age and then have kids by this age, like things are going to be fine. You listen to God, like be prayerful about what next steps you're taking in your life and you're going to be just fine. That's really good. That's really good. I wish I could have heard that in college. You kind of mentioned it earlier, Colton, but I was so afraid of making the wrong decision and thinking I'm going to derail my life by 12 years if I don't get this right right now. Um, And just remember feeling just totally like shackled and so tight. And I, looking back now, I'm like, man, I just had a conscious consciously uh, or consistently like anxious voice in my head of like, you got to make the right decision. You got to nail it. You got to get it right right now. Or when you're 30, you're going to be wishing you did, you know what I mean? And now I'm like, no, it wasn't a big deal at all. Yeah, that wasn't a yeah. that wasn't a huge decision at all. It it was going to be fine whether you went left yeah. or right. Um, but it's so hard to see that in the moment. Yeah, things yeah, are so moment. life and death. I remember just being. I remember changing my or I had gone through. It was I was ending my junior year and three years into my degree, and I realized that I didn't want to do what I was studying for. And I had like this huge breakdown and thought I wasted all four years. I I'm gonna have to like restart college or whatever it was. And I it was. And now like taking a step back and being like, and even just with some life advice is like, Hey dude, no one uses their bachelor degree. Well, maybe some people do, but, but I sure didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, it's funny because I, I think everyone feels that pressure. It looks like everyone has all of their stuff together and you see your parents and just assume like they never had those questions in college. Um, they had their life together. Mm-hmm. They knew what they were going to, what they wanted to be. And, I had a very similar thing. I thought I was going to be a firefighter for years and went to school, went to the academy, did all of that stuff. And I remember when I felt called into ministry, that same rush and feeling of like, oh my gosh, I have to restart everything or go through everything again. Is this worth it? Yeah. And is this going to be good? Is this going to set me back? Um, am I, I'm never going to get, be able to afford to get married now because I'm going to be in school for the next 15 years trying to catch up. <laughs> you start to find though that God, I mean, when you're following Jesus, things work out and, and it, it does, it does all, I mean, you could choose left or right, but oftentimes it, it's okay either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, God works it out. And, um, it's took a while for me to undo the God's not like a riddle maker and your life yeah. is not a riddle. And it's not, he's not like, Oh, you didn't do that. You're never going to get married. Now you're never going to have kids. Yeah. You're never going to be in the right job. All coming back to this one decision, not how it works. What would you say to parents? though, if you could stand on that same mountaintop, maybe turn a little bit and say, parents, this is one thing you got to know. Um, Cause you're working with, their kids, you're working, and maybe you have a little bit of a different relationship with their kids as well, where they're 
saying different things to you or speaking in different ways to you? What, what's one thing you'd say, you got to get this, you got to know this. I think the, the advice that I try to remind parents is do the best you can to remember how you felt when you were 21 and you felt those pressures. Um, I think when we get removed, we see the big picture and we start to like the older I get, the more I start to go, Oh, decisions don't always impact everything. Some decisions do, but very few decisions impact everything are going to set me back. But mm -hmm. the more, when I'm working with college students, the more that I remember, Oh my gosh, I stressed out about finals. Finals week was like, was terrible for me. Or I thought for sure this relationship was, was going to last. And when it ended, it felt like the end of the world. And yeah. the more that I'm able to remember those things or encourage parents, remember those moments that you just thought this was the, like your life is collapsing. That's what your college student is feeling at times. And the more that you're able to encourage and remind them, this isn't the end of the world. If you change majors, yes, might set you back a year, but it's not the end of the world. You'd rather do something that you love and are called to do than to pursue something that you're not. That relationship ended. It's fine. It's going to hurt. Yes, let me hurt with you, but it's not going to be the end of the world. God is not done with you in this moment. Uh, I think those are just landmark moments for parents where they're able to step in and remember and, and encourage, but also just identify with them. I know I, I remember being that way. That's good. I would say for me, so much of this with the college experience right now in college ministry is just listening to students process what's going on in their lives. They, once you, we talk about, compare it almost to like a hope chest. I'm not sure if people are aware of what a hope chest was. I had to be taught it, but essentially it's like when you had a kid that was yeah, being born, <laughs> if you had a, a kid that was being born, you like put stuff in the chest that was representative of the kind of life you want your kid to live. So if you want mm. family to be important, you put a picture of a family in the box and so on and so forth. And when they graduate high school, the process probably starts towards the end of their senior year at the beginning of their senior year, especially when, the, once they become adults and start the college experience, they open up the hope chest and they pull everything out and they start looking at that picture. Like, okay, is family important to me? And why is it important to me? Is it because someone said it was important to me or is it because of experiences I've had religion? God is God important to me is baseball important to me or is it important to my dad, whatever it happens to be, they're pulling these things out and they're processing it. And a lot of what we're doing is really just listening to them and being like, okay, I don't know. So what do you feel about it? How do we help you go through this conversation? It's not a lot of like fix it stuff. I mean, granted along the way, there is like a lot of that, but a large part of it is listening. Um, I think with parents and I'm, this is probably something that these amazing parents are already doing. Uh, um, but maybe I would say keep keep the, keep fighting the good fight of listening. Um, they when your student is having a breakdown because they picked the wrong major or they felt like they did in their their three years in. One of my favorite things that my parents did was they like sat with me as I was sad about it. And it wasn't this big conversation about like, okay, well, let's like try to figure out these different kind of careers you want to do. Let's call it like, let's list out. Can you switch majors? It was just like, gosh, yeah. Isn't it sometimes so frustrating when you feel really defeated by things? I'm really sorry that you feel this way. And I'm like, whoa. And when Mike was saying, remember how you felt like, so 
there's a big problem that happens in your student's life. And instead of going to that huge part where you finally see maybe your kid's 20 and you're like, oh, they haven't needed my help in so long. Here's all the things I could do to help fix this problem. Gosh, you might score so many more parent points if you're like, oh, I remember what it was like when I was 20 and I lost my job or I got broken up mm -hmm. with and I don't really need to wow. fix it. I can just be here and like listen to you and just be like, yeah, sometimes things are just tough and sad. Yeah, that's so good. That is, um, I feel like I need to get my notebook out and write some of this down. I'm not a parent, but man, uh, that's great. You know, parents, I hope for those listening, I hope this has been extremely encouraging to you, inspiring to you, and maybe even challenging uh, at some points, but it's totally worth it. Um, and I can only speak from the child side, but I can some of those things that you were saying, I can point back to different places in my life where my mom did do that or my dad did do that. And I, I'm thinking about those moments now. I'm like, man, I need to shoot him a text and be like, hey, thank you for that conversation. Thank you for that car ride. Um, th that's really good stuff. You guys, anything else you want to add? Uh, any tidbits before we wrap up? Um, I will say parents, especially the ones that just had, who I guess they have two things. One, yeah. one is parents, especially if you just had that transition with your student, they just graduated. Like you, it's going to take some time to figure out. And I hope you have so much grace on yourself as you figure out this new phase for you as well. Um, mm -hmm. And also stay away from comparing it to uh, yourself, to other parents that you feel like, gosh, they just have this great relationship with their kid and stuff like that. Of just, uh, someone just recently told me like, keep your eyes on your own paper. And it just felt really good for me <laughs> as someone that can compare myself with others of like, gosh, you often, you're going to be so much harder on yourself than you need to be. And I hope you have so much grace as you figure out this new life stage. And if you're the parent of a, um, like a junior or a senior in high school now, like what maybe be thinking of some steps you could take to start that kind of autonomy, autonomy, like heading your mm -hmm. kids towards some more, uh, responsibility before they even get there. Mike, help me remember there's books by orange. It's, it's just a phase. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great book. They have, um, just a phase. and they, they have books that are broken down by grade. So they end at 12th grade, but there's one for 11th grade and 12th grade picks up. And I think that it might really help you take advantage of those later years in high school and set yourself up for post high school years. That's awesome. Uh, I think I would say pray for your student. Just make sure, I know we talked a lot about talking to them and loving them and asking good questions and all those are great, um, but just, I don't think any, any time you pray for your student is, is like, it's just such a great opportunity. I think as parents, we know what we want to do, but turning to the Lord, taking a moment to just go, man, I love my kid enough that I'm going to, I'm, I'm submitting to God in this. I'm going to hand them over to God. Um, I think it's so important. So many students, uh, college students, leave church. And I think to have a parent that prays for them, that is in the word, that is loving on them is just so powerful in a student's life. That's good. And um, we will link to that book in the show notes. So if you're listening, you're like, what was the name of that? Don't worry. It'll be in the show notes. It's called, is this just a, it's just a phase. Is that it Colton? Yeah, they have, they have this whole thing about phase. Some of the parts are called, it's just a phase. Some of them are called phase, but we will get you the exact title of the book. Okay. Yeah. That'll all be in the show notes. Something we did with uh, one of our other episodes that we don't really do, but I think 
today is probably appropriate. Mike, could you pray for our parents, for those listening who are struggling through this or, you know, a lot of things are shifting in their brain right now. Could you, could you pray over them? I'd love to. Awesome. Heavenly father. um, So many of us, tuned in today, just hoping, hoping for, for something to spark or to remind us that God, we, we are enough the way that we are. God, I know that so many of us feel like we're building this plane as we fly it. We're trying to figure out how to parent a young adult. God, I just, I pray for these parents that are tuning in, God, that you would bless them that God, that you would give them wisdom and words and questions to ask their student. Father, I pray for their relationship with their student, that it would flourish. God, I pray that you provide these parents with wisdom, um, Father, and community that allows them to see that they're not alone as they parent their kid. Um, God, that there are people that around, are around them that want to to help and come alongside. Um, Father, I'm just so grateful for the parents that are listening because Father, they they desperately want to to do right by you and by their student. And so, God, I pray that in this next season, that it is a season of growth uh, with their relationships, a season of growth with you. Father, I pray for their students that you bless them and guide them and lead them into deeper understandings of who you are in this season. And God, I just thank you for this time that we can share together. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Mike Colton, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. We know that uh, wisdom is usually hard won. It's not easy. So thank you for sharing the lessons. Thank you for sharing and being open uh, about things that you guys have learned. I know that's helpful to all of us. So hey, you guys listen. Um, We will have more content coming out. Uh, so, So stay tuned to Doable Discipleship. We got more coming. Hope this was encouraging and helpful for you. We love you. We'll be back with you soon. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes and go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events lastly you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com send us your thoughts send us your questions your bible questions your life questions whatever who knows your question might just inspire an upcoming episode thanks again for tuning in to doable discipleship i'm jason whelan and i hope you'll join us again next week